pausing here for a moment because I'm just like, I want to make sure that I'm sharing my experience in as balanced a way as I can, like speaking about all of the elements, because if it was just terrible all the time, I wouldn't have stayed. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us. Last week, we met Dr. Michelle Melton. She explained to us her thoughts on how people get drawn into religious cults or high-control organizations, and in many cases, why they stay. This week, we pick up where we left off as Dr. Melton shares with us how she got introduced to and became a member of such an organization. And that's where I met mm. another Black girl yeah. who played the, the violin, yeah. was in the orchestra, and was cool. Yeah. And she was uh, in the church. And, and so she brought you out now. Mm-hmm. When when you when you accepted the invitation, was it was it because you were looking for a church, or was it because this 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 girl kind of gave a connection of something that you were looking for, or she that you were connection. missing? She, I wasn't looking for a church. Now listen, I grew up Southern Baptist. Now I, Southern Baptist culture, so I didn't go to church regularly, but all of my family were deacons, evangelists choir um, uh, leaders and piano player preachers. And so the, the culture is what I know. Right. Yeah. And so that's also what really kind of jaded me in some ways. Jaded to, you towards what? To the Bible, because I thought all the Bible had in it was hellstone. Uh, what is it? Fire, <laughs> hellfire and brimstone. There it is. There it is. <laughs> And in some of the performative elements, and I think it's just a part of like Southern Black Baptist culture, right? Yeah. That is, it's, it's just so intertwined with so many different things, but that was community to me, the language, the, the customs, the etiquette. But I also saw the, the discrepancy from what the Bible said and what was preached about and Again, all my family in the church and church politics, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, you know, growing up as a kid, I really couldn't grasp the complexity or the flexibility around like people are people, mm-hmm. even when they ascribe to a, being a higher being or a higher, quote unquote, higher way of living, mm-hmm. that people mm-hmm. are people. But I saw the full range of humanity <laughs> yeah. like, in the church politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was yeah. like, mm, so people weren't living what they were preaching. Right. Like that type of thing we're talking about. You know, I, they still my family. You know yeah, of course. So I'm not going. Of course. No, 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 no. But I just saw to. the full range. Do you know you what I mean? saw the full range. Yes. It's 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 yeah. It, it just didn't add up. And I feel like, you know, I think I saw the same thing, too. Like I didn't grow up religious at all whatsoever. But there were people around me that were religious and they would mm-hmm. say things. But I just didn't believe them because it, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it was like, it was like, yeah, you're talking about Jesus, but but you're a pimp. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. It doesn't doesn't work for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then when I got there, right? So I got invited out. When you got where? To the church? To the, the, when she invited me out to a service. Okay. So, so was it a Sunday service? It was a Sunday service. Okay, and this is the first time. Boom, boom, bam. First okay. time. And this is, I, now you said, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you said you got baptized in February, but I'm assuming this, this was, was... September, okay. October <clears throat> of uh, 2000. So we're talking like early in the semester because the semester we're really begins first September. semester, first, you know, six weeks. Now, mind you, first six weeks was hard. Like, it was just so challenging because I was like, you know, the whole experience of like, um, the, uh, I can't say, I'll just say a classic experience of going to college where you're a bit homesick, you're in a new environment, you're by yourself. Um, I, again, I'm around a culture that I didn't know. So around a lot of white folks and I didn't understand the culture. I didn't grow up like what I understood about whiteness was people throw keg you know keg parties mm-hmm. on the weekend mm-hmm. so in like, the, that was so my the whole... town in the town you grew up in it was predominantly but, black yeah in detroit yeah. it's yeah, black yeah. you know yeah were you were you um, close to your family as well oh yeah okay oh yeah close-knit family you know uh every sunday we have family dinner mm-hmm. at our house all the that we call the house my mother and my sister and i uh lived in and other family members would come in and out it's the big house so everybody okay. like that's the meeting ground like that's you know, we so you're did away a lot from of things all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I'm away from all of that mm-hmm. um, and having to build connection all mm-hmm. over again with people I don't quite get or understand or feel like understand or get me. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of culture shock stuff. So then. Boom. And, and also and also, if if I can, if I can, um, the school that you were in, mm-hmm. while while it being a very prestigious school and a large school, it is not conducive for community in the way other colleges around the United States are, right? So, like, if you have, like, an Ohio State yeah. University where yeah. everybody on Saturdays converges to the football stadium and rallies exactly. around that team and has a, yeah. and has a place to kind of right. congregate. it's not that. Right? Mm-mm. This school is, is while it has 50,000 students, it's made up of 50,000 individuals. Individuals so, in a city. There's in no a, campus, in, really. In, you know, you have in, some buildings. In New York City at that. Right. In New York City at that. Right. So even this university is, is yeah. So it's, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity to be alone. Right? Yeah. 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 Go on. So struggling with that, um, struggling with like <laughs> a different world episodes would come on TV, <laughs> uh, which, you know, is, y'all know the different but I would be like struggling and crying in the afternoons watching like, you know, I made a mistake. I'm supposed to be a ham fan. I'm supposed to be in the band. I'm supposed yeah. to be going to homecoming. And just like, well, I'm here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I'm going to be here. So we just don't suffer and go to class and try my best to befriend people. Yeah. So then meet this person. They invite me out. I walk into the Sunday service. And let me tell you, there are more black and brown students that were excited to see me and to meet me. Community, just like that. At the, at that the church. Got, what a, that what a common thread among the both right. of you. Yeah. It was yeah. the relationships. So, uh, so, can you so, explain so, that so, a bit? Uh, oh, so there's, uh, an, there's an immediate feeling of acceptance and, and yes. the, the, the feeling of being lost goes away very quickly. Quickly. Yeah. Yes. 
quickly. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I will also say that the message also uh, got my attention because it wasn't the the uh, the style of preaching. And I understood, I felt like I understood the scripture for the first time, right? Because I think, and this is just me, like when I would go to church while growing up, I would be looking for those moments where we're going to have a praise break. Those are my favorite. I love a praise break. What's a praise I love- break? I don't know. What's you, you don't know no praise. You got to get on YouTube, man. <laughs> like a praise break where people be shouting and carrying on. No. Oh, that? Man. The t- is there a tambourine man, involved with a tambourine, usually? Like with your hands tambourine, you get oh, run up man. and down the aisle. Like, listen. So you were I expecting a praise that. break at, at, at the church. I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't. <laughs> and I was like, well, people are excited. I don't think it's going to be that flavor. Y'all ain't got no instruments. You ain't got no choir. <laughs> you ain't got no robes. Like, it's not going to be that. But like, that that's what, like, and not in a playful way. Like, it was entertaining, but it also was emotive. Even growing up as emotive? a teenager. Okay. Emotive, like it allowed for cathartic, like processing of experience. Because, mm-hmm. you know, teenage years are not easy no. when you're trying to figure out life, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, it yeah. gave a place where I could do that, like, growing up. But I didn't, I still don't understand the Bible. So, that first Sunday message, I remember, I don't remember what was talked about, but I remember it resonating like, oh, inter- I, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And, of course, the message is all about it was uplifting. There was no damnation or anything like that. And I was like, yo, that was, that was pretty good. I have a question. For you. Asked me. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. So yeah. <clears throat> in my initial conversation with cousin Eddie, I told him that the, uh, the sermon that they preached when I went was along the lines of God wants you to have a happy life and mm-hmm. enjoy life and get the most out of life. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I know you said you don't quite remember, but was it along those lines? Do you remember that or, or not so much? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was something like that. Okay. Okay. Because mm-hmm. just the Continue. feeling of that, you know, is what yeah. I remember more so than the words specifically or the scripture. Oh, so man. then they invited me to study the Bible, right? Who invited you? So the person that invited me out, but she yeah. was also newly baptized. And so with the structure of the church, she couldn't study, like be my, the, the leader of the Bible study. So a more senior member Mm-hmm. of the church mm-hmm. who discipled her. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh. <laughs> that, that what does disciple mean? Like, I guess like a spiritual coach who is supposed to be more spiritually grounded, wise, knowledgeable, living right. A big brother, a big sister. You see, okay. So yes, because of the people, there are several people that I felt that like it was relationship. Like I really believe they care. Okay also had disciple relationships <clears throat> where I was being discipled by someone who was doing their job. Okay. And doing their job was seeing if I, holding me accountable for how many people I was inviting to church, who I'm studying the Bible with, um, and if I'm living right. Living right, this is where the purity culture comes in, right? Mm-hmm. And it was less, I, reflecting back, um, it was less of an investment in my well-being and spirituality as opposed to you have to have a disciple meeting. Was it once a week or something like that? Some people, like, yeah, at, at least yeah. once, at least once a week. And it was kind of like confessional as well. You know, oh, like all day. To, yeah. <laughs> it really was. My bad, cousin. I didn't tell you that part. It was. It was also a confessional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what yeah. it was. It was like. I um, mean, it's 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 funny because it's mirroring a business model. 
I mean, yes. it's, it's, it's uh, different tiers and positions and uh, this guy's my boss and he's, he's micromanaging me to make sure that I'm doing everything I need to do. You know? Yeah, you know, cousin Eddie, that makes a lot of sense, <laughs> wow. but I got to tell you, I felt a little bit more like it was a high military hierarchy mm-hmm. that military you answer hierarchy. to someone and they answer to someone and you don't question Oh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. For you sure. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, to your is, uh, I mean, I, I liken it to me doing, you know, it's like, hey, man, can you uh, can you design this thing for me? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll get to it when I can. My boss is going to go, don't we pay you to do this? Like, right. no, you got to do it right. now. And what Dr. Melton is saying is it's <laughs> a bit, it was a bit more aggressive, right, yeah. with, uh, with our organization. Yeah. But I'm sorry. here's the thing. Cousin Eddie, like that is like the idea of how you get paid. Like we pay you for this. So it's it's that same to me, my experience. Mm-hmm. It was that same pull, your value mm-hmm. to God, right. to your brothers and sisters in Christ was producing more disciples. Mm-hmm. It was performative. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. that's how I for me for me, that's what got me hooked, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of, I want to keep these relationships because alternative is I'm going to be shamed. Like you fall away from God if you don't remain a part of the church, mm-hmm. right? That means that you are lost in the world like everybody else. And going and to probably hell. a little bit worse off than everybody else because you knew the truth and you love God. Explicitly and implicitly communicated. You would lose the relationships. Again, I had some very dear relationships that were getting me through school, Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I I don't want to minimize the other piece where like studying the Bible, I actually learned the Bible. Like I don't want to take that away. Like I actually knew the Bible. So Mm -hmm. let let me, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there, Dr. Melton. Let me stop you there. Um, Because there's, there's, there's a lot. And, and I really want to just take the audience on a, on a, on a journey, a step-by-step journey here. (laughs) And no, cause there's a, there's a lot to say. So let me ask you this. So, the the young lady invited you and mm-hmm. you came to a Sunday service and it, 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 it awakened something that you were lacking, right? It met a need. It, it met, met a need. A deep it met a need of connection. Yeah. And, and, and were you aware? Age, were you aware that you really needed that connection? No. Were you aware? Okay. You I, see, that's the other thing, yeah. right? Like it was something innate, right? You just didn't know. Kind of like for me, I didn't know that I was depressed. And then I met these people and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not depressed yeah. anymore. And, yeah. and I didn't yeah. know that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this then. What, what, what were you looking for in a church as you became a member of this church? Were you expecting anything out of the church as you became a member? As I became a member and as my membership continued, what I was looking for, what I expected was relationship and connection, a sense of belonging. And do you think you found what you were looking for while you were a member? That's a tough question um, because it's yes and no. I got relationship with conditions. I got true relationships. I got a sense of security that was not actually secure. It was more of an insecure attachment, if you will. Meaning that I remember having this thought when I came out to Arizona graduated, came out to Arizona, still part of the church, is that I had this false security, like no matter where I go in the world, I know I'll be loved because I was a part of this group. And and it should also be noted that uh, part of the reason Dr. Melton felt this way was because our church was not just limited to New York City. It was throughout the 50 states and it was throughout the world. 
in about 150 countries. So we had the sense of security that no matter where we go, there will be other disciples. Right. right. And, and, and since right. they were all taught the same way we were taught and all lived the same way that we lived. So we thought that we'd be taken care of, you know, this, this need right. for belonging will always be met. I'm sorry. Go on. Right. I mean, you just said it perfectly. And so in the beginning, again, very dear relationships that began to, some of them began to fracture under the structure, right? Because there was real, like, like real connection with people, a real sense of caring about and feeling cared for that was independent of whether I was a part of the church or not, right? Okay. And the structure of the church, again, was that accountability and producing your, in my perspective, your value as a member, your standing as a member of the church was about what you could produce. Yeah, I, I got to stop you there, Dr. Melton. I really want the audience to kind of get an audi- uh, a sense of what that means. When, when you say produce, what are we what are we talking about? What do they expect you to produce? More bodies in the seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it put Listen, that way, but yes. I, I mean, let's just be real. Now, I, I'm not, I am going to go there. Like, you know, more bodies in the seats also means more tax-free money, but we we just not, we, okay. Yeah. Like that's, we yeah. ain't going to divorce that. From, no, we can't, you know, we can't, we we can't, can't. do that. We so can't. I, I think it really it because I'm, you know I'm, I'm pausing here for a moment because I'm just like I want to make sure that I'm sharing my experience in as balanced a way as I can, like speaking about all of the elements. Because if it was just terrible all the time, I wouldn't have stayed. Right. That's right. So there were That's moments right. that really kept me there. So the the mission was to go out and baptize all nations. That was the mission. <laughs> I'm laughing now because I remember. So I would go home to Detroit, right? During over the, the summer. Yeah. And it was still part of the church. Mm-hmm. And I remember being given some pseudo leadership responsibilities, which was filling out a piece of paper, a report on, on the, the group that I was a part of, the campus group that I was a part of. About in, in, who, De- in Detroit? In Detroit. And I'm sure they had other forms in all other places. But who brought how how many people out? How many people were studying the Bible? How many people were close to being baptized? Like it was a report on all of the members. So this is again really? influencing man. I didn't know this. Yo, oh, I on. didn't know it either. In Breaking New York, news. when I went to Detroit, that's how like I got into the leadership a little bit to see. So you were you were taking sort of down transactional part. You were taking you were taking down the st- statistics. That's what we're talking I about. Was, I was I was. I was tallying up. I was counting <laughs> numbers. Who's performing? I was I was running the uh what is that? What is that? Um oh gosh, they use it a lot in, in mental health facilities. Productivity numbers. We, <laughs> oh, productivity man. numbers. You know what I'm saying, cuz Nettie? This is there's so much to unpack. This is just so uh, this is this is this is like a sales job. I just, just as as he's going on, as he's going on, just for the audience, I want you guys to know that as as cousin Eddie said that, his mm-hmm. his hands began to rub his eyes and rub his forehead as he's trying to wrap his mind around 
uh, uh, what this what this looks like. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking of you know when I watch the sales guys around us, I you know, hey man, did you hit the did you hit the million dollar quarter? Um, I'm under. Oh, I need, need you to perform a little better next quarter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, it's uh, and, and and I'm thinking of uh, a situation where uh, it's never enough. I feel like mm-hmm. the numbers have to go up every time. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that was every the same nation. Way. That yeah. was the mission. Everyone, every nation, we had to go out and save the lost souls. Right. Right. And so what a, a, a valiant and important mission to have. You have purpose. Sure. And, yeah. and a noble, noble mission at that. A right? Nobleness. That's the word I was looking for. That nobleness. That was that is a part of that mission. Now, I'm not going to knock it. I get it. Like any organization, I don't care if it's a religious organization, a business, a nonprofit, you're going to have to look at numbers, Mm -hmm, right? I mm -hmm, get mm -hmm. it. Now, Mm -hmm. for me, for me, that got so tied up in my value as a child of God. Yeah. That got so tied up in what my discipleship meetings were about. What's my plan? How are you going to push yourself this week? Now, now I will share this. Like, I know that reflecting back, I had a touch of social anxiety, meaning I wasn't comfortable always talking to people, right? And concerned about being poorly evaluated. So that definitely, again, was a part of what kept me hooked because that need of I'm safe, they're going to love me anyway, even if I mess up, even if I'm not perfect, right? Uh, that's the idea, right? The ideology that was sold there. So in some ways, it did push me to challenge that part, that anxiety part to go and talk to people, to be able to build relationship. And, and in some ways, like I'm able to do that, which is so empowering. When, when, so when you're talking about going out to talking with people, so mm-hmm. um, you might have already said it, but I just want uh, for the audience purposes, were you typically an outgoing person prior to being a member here? No, I'm an introvert with a mm-hmm. touch of social anxiety. Uh, and, and that so didn't out, fit. That didn't fit in the church because you were expected oh, no. to be uh, one of the terms that they used all the time was, um, oh, man, uh, you got to be out of yourself. Yes, and, oh and, and give it no, my bad. I'm yes. sorry. Did I? <laughs> did I? Oh, oh man, man. She stepped away from the mic, everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to okay. be out of yourself. You got to be out of yourself. And giving. Don't forget that. And giving. You ever heard of those terms, uh, uh, Cousin Eddie? No, I haven't. Out of yourself, I have not. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for <laughs> yeah, the, for the this audience. This is part of the coaching go that we go got. Ahead. You got to be out of yourself. Do you, um, you want to explain to them a little bit, uh, 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 Dr. Melton? What, what, what did that mean? When somebody in the church told you, you got to be out of yourself, sis, what did that mean? That meant that I need to try harder and bring in more mm. people. That's, mm. again, my interpretation. You got to like break out of your shell, essentially. Mm-hmm. Break out of your shell. Yep. Mm. Break out yep. of your shell. But again, it wasn't what I recollect. It wasn't because you got this girl. You have a voice. We believe in you. It was more of you have a job to do, mm. right? And and there's some subtle difference in that. That that for me, when I resolved, like what that meant was I need to perform and I need to perform well mm-hmm. in order to keep my place and my standing because I don't want to be in trouble. No, nah, right? you don't want to be in trouble. No, I don't want to be in trouble. I don't want to have a sit down meeting with my discipleship partner 
And then um, with the the leader of the the college group and the leader of the no, the, no. the and, sector. And, and, what, and what did what did getting in trouble look like for the relationships that you've built? So here's the thing: I was good at not getting in trouble. <laughs> so even things that I didn't agree with, I wasn't gonna get in trouble. Yeah. You're not gonna like. So so it was like you kind of got less and less responsibility. So. Yeah. When you knew you were doing well as a Christian, you got people that you got to disciple. Like yeah. you become the the hierarchy. Like you become yeah. someone that knows yeah. something. Yeah. That has you're, something to offer. You're a, you're a somebody. You're a somebody. Yeah. Now you get in trouble, you ain't gonna be somebody. You ain't gonna be somebody. And and from my perspective, our conversation with Dr. Melton continues next time on the reclamation. You didn't want to lose your friends. You didn't want to lose mm-hmm. this family that you built. Right. Yeah. But again, I'm being exposed to the full range of humanity. What what I didn't really realize was that our church was also segregated. Right. Cognitive dissonance is a thing, meaning that I wanted to maintain this idea that this church was great. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin.